the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Let Us Reason, a Christian-Muslim dialogue with host Al Fadi. Let Us Reason is a unique show utilizing theology, apologetics, and evangelism to reach Muslims for Christ by comparing and contrasting Christian and Muslim doctrines. And now, your host, Al Fadi. Well, good morning, everyone. Hope you're having a wonderful, wonderful Saturday. I know we are approaching the Christmas time, so I just want to wish all of you a uh, Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Uh, may this year be a, a huge blessing to you, and may 2018 and beyond uh, uh, be a continuation of this blessing that uh, we have in our Lord Jesus Christ and uh, the wonderful work uh, uh, that the Lord um, is doing through us, through you, and uh, in the life of uh, many who do not know him and those who know him. Um, today's uh, episode uh, of Let Us Reason uh, is going to be yet another update from our Facebook, uh, basically, posts. And this one uh, is kind of like a new series that I have started it. And, if, of course, if you're joining us right now, this is Al-Fadi, uh, I'm your host for Let Us Reason. And I want to thank you, as always, for sticking with me, for supporting me, for praying for me. We are into our fourth season already. Praise the Lord for that. And we pray that this will continue uh, to keep going. Of course, you can always visit our podcast archive uh, in a variety of ways. You can go to our uh, website, which is sirainternational.com. Again, a reminder, Sierra starts with C as in Charlie, Sierra, C-I-R-A, international.com. In there, there is a uh, basically a section for Let Us Reason, where you can click on and listen to all of the archived shows, including today's. Uh, you can always go to the um, SoundCloud platform itself. You can also go to iTunes. Uh, you can just Google for Let Us Reason, and you can also listen to it through the station KPXQ 1360, and even through our Facebook, Al-Fadi, uh, Al-Fadi.Sira, Al-Fadi.Sira, uh, or Sira International. All of these basically are different ways for you to learn more about our ministry, our podcast, videos, interactions, and so on and so forth. So, this time, uh, in terms of our Facebook series, I started a series about maybe two weeks ago or so. I called it either Challenge or Grace Challenge. And here is what's going on. There is a lot of, unfortunately, people who come in just to distract, just to derail discussions, and just to impose their own opinions without regard to any of the other interactions and comments, without regard to the original post and the topic listed in there, and intentionally either invite some of their friends to come in and do the same. So you would put a post on a specific topic, let's say the manuscript problem of the Quran. All of a sudden, 
uh, a group will show up and begin to talk about uh, why Jesus is not God, why Jesus is not the Son of God, why this and why that. All of a sudden, it's a, a whole different discussion that is taken away. I've been noticing this for a while, and I keep being patient, and I tried my best to at least bring the discussions back. Sometimes I even take some drastic actions by even deleting some of these distractor, uh, distracting comments just to kind of clean up, I should say, uh, the uh, interactions on that particular post. But I came up with this idea. I began to uh, evaluate uh, certain, uh, basically, distractors. And I noticed that they have a theme. And they come up with bold claims that no one can substantiate, basically. And I began to take that particular claim and name that person publicly on a post. And I would call it challenge. And I would give that person 24 hours to present evidence to support that bold claim that they made. And uh, for instance, uh, I want to just go back to some of the previous ones just to give you an idea about what I mean by uh, those particular challenges. Um, you know, what one of those, for instance, uh, challenges had to do uh, with, for instance, um, is the Messiah uh, God incarnate or is God the Messiah? In other words, the claim that one of those distractors came up with is that the Quran denies emphatically that Jesus is God. But he used uh, basically this person used basically the Quranic claim. And the Quranic claim is very simple, is that the Quran calls God is the Messiah. When in fact, actually, God is not the Messiah. The Messiah is God. I know some people might say, well, uh, uh, it sounds like uh, really a, a semantics. You know, why are you picking on these phrase phraseologies? Well, it's important because in the Bible, we do not teach that God in his nature is a man. We teach that God became a man. Okay. God took on basically the form of a servant in the likeness of man. The word of God became flesh. All of these are very important uh, terminologies. The Holy Spirit gave us these terminologies for a purpose. So I challenge this particular person to show us where in the Bible did it ever say anything like this. And the reason why I, I did this, because the claim by this particular person was that that's exactly what the Bible teaches. So uh, what, what happened? Of course, after 24 hours, uh, not a single verse in the Bible could be found by this particular person or any of uh, the other people who are also uh, distractors to support this particular uh, bogus claim, if you wish. So that's one idea, for instance, of some of those challenges. Now, here's another uh, particular also uh, challenge that we were forced to take also against one of those distractors. Uh, the title of this particular challenge was... Are born-again Christians saved and assured of heaven? This time I use the Quran, actually. The Quran has some uh, confusion concerning, basically, the identity of the Christians. And uh, one time the Quran made it sound like they are saved and they are assured of heaven. In another uh, place, the Quran made it sound like they are not saved and they are not assured of heaven. You'll find this, for instance, in chapter 5 of the Quran, verse 69, where it actually have four different groups 
And they're all called saved, technically speaking. One is called the believers, and that's in reference to the Muslims. The second group is the Jews. The third group is a group called the Sabaeans or uh, Sabines, and it's uh, a group who follows John the Baptist, okay? And then a fourth group, which is the Christians in the Quran, usually the term is Nazarene. And it says that they're all saved. Yet, just only three verses later, the Quran denies that they are saved now, especially for the Christians uh, in chapter 5, verse 72. So that's really uh, confusing. How can the Quran... Uh, in one verse says that the Christians are saved, for instance. I'm using just the Christians now. And three verses down the uh, later, in the same chapter, it will say they're not saved. And it used the exact same term for both, uh, to describe the Christians in both passages. Nazarene in chapter 5, verse 69, and the same thing. Nazarene in chapter 5, verse 72. Notice from verse 69 to 72, just three verses. All of a sudden... They went from being saved to unsaved without giving any explanation as to why they're unsaved. So I use this to show the Quran is inconsistent. It has contradictions. And my theory is this, that also these are evidence of tampering with the Quran, that those kind of verses either added later or somebody did a redaction and made changes in the theological position of Christians at a later time. Otherwise, why would the Quran within three verses just come up with this wide range of saved or unsaved for the same group without any explanation whatsoever. If you put it in context, it becomes even more confusing. And of course, we give the person 24 hours. If the person failed in 24 hours to basically present evidence, prove scholarly work, anything that substantiate those claims, the person will be blocked. Now, some of you might uh, think that this is kind of a, a bullying tactic. Not at all. It's actually, I am giving this person, for instance, who tend to come in just to distract, now a chance to publicly show us what they've got. They're making claims. Great. We are going now to zoom on that particular claim, make the whole post the focus of that claim, and allow this person to show us why they think this claim that they're coming up with is a claim that worth actually uh, substantiating and supporting. Here is what happens. When they do these kind of claims, they are already confusing some of the Muslim seekers. They cause sometimes some confusion and discussions anyway. But also they act as if they know about the Bible and they are scholars in the Bible, which causes some of the Muslim seekers to uh, stand on the sideline waiting to see how the interactions will be. Or maybe they even will fall into the trap thinking that these distractors do have knowledge. And when I am going to call out these distractors publicly, then I've approved already to those Muslim seekers, sincere seekers, that these distractors don't know nothing about what they're talking about. In other words, I'm empowering the seekers now to come forward and continue the discussions instead of being sidelined by these distractors. And at the same time, you're taking off basically the head of the snake, technically speaking, if we talk about this group who have an agenda to come in and distract. If you take him out, you've already shut down all of their distracting operation. 
This is something that I've been basically monitoring, like I said, for months and months now until I began to understand what exactly this cobweb is all about. It's about taking one person now, and once you take this person out, block him or ban him, a couple of their distractors disappear. And in doing so, we finally were able to filter it down uh, in terms of discussions and clean up the discussions uh, to a point where whenever we put a post, uh, at least uh, it's visible now to us, who are those who are uh, basically uh, interacting with us, uh, those who are basically who are uh, sincere uh, about um, you know discussions and so on and so forth. In other words, we want to make sure that the people that we are inviting to have discussions with us and dialogue with us are people who feel free to do so. They're not intimidated by others. And at the same time, the discussions are focused, focused, that's the word, on the topic. Then I came up uh, in the last at least 48 hours with another uh, series. We called it Grace Challenge. The Grace Challenge really is intended only for educational purposes. I'm not there to block anyone as a result of it. We're not giving people any time limit. We just take a bold claim that is erroneous and we make it a post. And we reference the person and we just give that person or everybody else, technically speaking, a chance to just interact about it. That's all we're doing. Uh, For instance, one of the recent Grace Challenge posts is called, Does the New Testament Deny That Jesus Is God? And here's why. If you go to my Facebook, you are going to see that one particular person made that comment. And I made an image of the comment and I posted it to show why I'm asking this question. The person basically says the entire New Testament, the New Testament doesn't claim Jesus is God. Quite the opposite. It shows that Jesus is no more than a prophet. Okay? And it denies that Jesus is God. I mean, this is a bold claim, by the way. I mean, this person is saying the entire New Testament. Notice, not just part of the New Testament. If this person would have said part of the New Testament... You would say, well, there is some confusion, misunderstanding, uh, taking things out of context. But when someone says the entire New Testament, they're making a claim as if they really are uh, know basically the New Testament. They're scholars um, concerning the New Testament. They understand how the New Testament works and operates and so on and so forth. So this is actually not good. I mean, technically speaking, when somebody makes a claim like this, we cannot just ignore it. And we decided that we want to, me and the team, technically, we wanted to uh, to take this approach, the grace challenge, meaning we're not here really to try to block this person. We're not here to try to uh, cause any embarrassment to this person. All we're trying to do is just, okay, well, this is your understanding about that. Then we're going to help basically uh, this person and others to see that that's not true. So the moment I posted, uh, immediately we began to receive some interactions from people uh, Here is one example, of course, of that. Uh, Somebody mentioned that if you go to John 1.1, right there from the beginning, you are going to see that that's not true. Because in John 1.1, it says, in the beginning, the Word, and the Word is with God, and the Word is God. And the Word became flesh in verse 14. Pretty soon, we know that this Word is no other than Jesus Christ himself. So, very clear, very bold basically, statement in the New Testament. 
Now we help some of the people who were not aware of this to get a glimpse of what the New Testament is teaching, for instance, about the person of Christ. And uh, here is uh, from the book of Hebrews, for instance. In Hebrews 1, verse 6, it says, And again, when God brings his firstborn, okay, when God brings his firstborn, that's Jesus, into the world, he says, Let all God's angels worship him. Wow. I mean, worship is to the Son, basically. All right? Worship is reserved to God. That's his prerogative. In verse 8, in Hebrews chapter 1, it says, But about the Son, speaking of Jesus, he says, meaning God, the Father says, Your throne, O God, will last forever and ever. A scepter of justice will be the scepter of your kingdom. Here is God the Father speaking to God the Son, saying, Your throne, O God. And it's a reference, basically, and a quotation from the Psalms. The same thing in verse 10. In the beginning, Lord, you laid the foundation of the earth, and the heavens are the work of your hands, in reference to Jesus. Notice, he's the creator. As we can see here, basically, that the New Testament has abundant references. In fact, in the book of Hebrews alone, we have many quotations from the Old Testament. That's what I love about the book of Hebrews. It, co it quotes from the Old Testament to prove that those are references about Jesus and his deity. And the list can go on and on and on and on. The great I am statements in the Gospel of John, yet another proof concerning the deity of Christ. In John chapter 10, verses 17 and 18, it says, Therefore, does my Father love me? Jesus speaking. Because I lay down my life that I might take it again. No man takes it from me, but I lay it down of myself. I have power to lay it down, and I have power to take it again. Notice, Jesus is saying he has the power to lay down his life for his sheep and raise his life back up again, raise himself back up from the dead. I mean, who can do any of these things, basically? If you can show me anybody, any prophet who made claims like this, I would like to know where did we miss it. So these things are extremely important for us to know. Um, in Isaiah, in the Old Testament, Isaiah 44, verse 6, it says, This is what Yahweh, the King of Israel, and his Redeemer, okay? Yahweh of armies says, notice the title for Jesus, Yahweh of armies, the Lord of armies, okay? The Lord of armies I am the first and I am the last. And besides me, there is no God. And notice, Jesus himself in Revelations chapter 22 said the same. I am the Alpha and Omega, the first and the last. So Jesus himself is confirming that the Old Testament is speaking of him. In Revelation 2 verse 8, here is Jesus basically, a reference to him. The angel of the assembly in Smyrna, right? The first and the last. Okay, who was dead and has come to life, says these things, speaking of our Lord Jesus Christ. In John 10, verse 30, I and the Father are one. Okay, I and the Father are one. Here's the point. These challenges that we are doing now became um, basically a tool, or I should say another tool, 
for us in our website and in this case in our Facebook to focus on certain issues like this using claims made by distractors or maybe misguided people and bring a community of discussions around it. This way, we take such an important topic that is lost in the comments and lift it and elevate it back up to become a post of its own and allow others to interact with this particular topic. I think this is going to be another healthy way, hopefully, of creating a healthy community of interactions. Uh, Yet again, uh, we are going to continue our operation of basically purging those distractors. And uh, for now, we're going to slow it down a little bit. Uh, I think we've done enough of that in the last week. And we are going to wait for, uh, you know, some time and see if this would work. Uh, Hopefully... Uh, This is going to be a helpful uh, update for you. Obviously, you can always go to our website. As I mentioned before, it's CIRAinternational.com. That's C uh, as in Charlie, C-I-R-A, international, one word, CIRAinternational.com. In there, you can really connect with us in a variety of ways. You can go to our Facebook. You can go to our podcast. You can go to our YouTube channel. And if you want to go directly, for instance, to our YouTube channel, it's Sierra International. Uh, it's Sierra International, basically YouTube.com forward slash Sierra International. So uh, this is basically uh, some of the ways that you can uh, benefit from some of the work we're doing. We thank you, of course, as always, for laboring with us. And uh, certainly, you can always visit our Facebook at Facebook.com forward slash Alfadi.Sierra. Alfadi is A as in Apple, L as in Luma, F as in Frank, A as in Apple, D as in David, I as in Illustrate, dot Sierra, C as in Charlie, I, R as in Romeo, A as in Apple. That's one way, of course, you come over here. We want to encourage people now also to go to our other Facebook page, which is Sierra International. We want to continue to grow our community over there, and we're going to start to interchangeably work between my personal one, alfadi.sira, uh, and the other one, which is the ministry uh, page, Sira International. We hope uh, that um, uh, you would find these posts and these interactions to be helpful. Obviously, you can always connect with us. Uh, please uh, leave, your, uh, leave your comments either publicly if uh, you like or send them to us privately. We like to hear from you. You can always email us through our uh, website, and uh, someone from our team, including myself, will get back to you. Until, uh, basically, we meet uh, next time, uh, my hope and my prayer is that uh, you will find, um, you know, these tools that we are creating for you uh, to be powerful tools that you can use in your ministry, that you can use with others also, that you are witnessing to and reaching out to, Uh, that um, you can uh, utilize, of course, uh, uh, as uh, some of the other tools um, in your toolbox. Because when you're dealing with Muslims, when you are reaching out to Muslims, you're going to have to be creative sometimes in using certain tools with certain individuals because not all of them are the same. Not all of their arguments are going to sound the same, at least to you. At the end of the day, they almost look the same. But um, you need to be patient at least. And we're hoping that we provided you with enough logical uh, counter arguments that we can utilize uh, for you to continue a dialogue with this person who is seeking or 
if the issue is trying to uh, attack the scripture or its credibility, that you have a way to try to enlighten that individual with the truth uh, by the power and the guidance of the Holy Spirit. Thank you again for joining us. And we pray that uh, you will have a wonderful season of celebration that is filled with joy and peace. Until we meet again, the Lord bless you richly. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.